Welcome to On Purpose, a podcast designed for all women that want to live this one messy, hard, fun, challenging, and exciting life we've been given on purpose and with intention. It is our heartfelt belief that women do that better when we're together, better when we are connected, better when we learn from each other. Each episode, you'll be hearing from Elizabeth on a variety of ways that we can be more intentional with our lives. We hope to inspire you and encourage you as we engage together on purpose. Here's your host, Elizabeth Pearson. Welcome back to what is somewhat of a two-part series of On Purpose. And I say that because our last episode featured one of my daughters having a candid conversation with me about what it was like being raised in this day and age and what her peers and what she wished parents knew and understood about their generation. Now, if you haven't heard that episode, I would encourage you to listen to it at some point. You don't have to listen to it before this one, but I do think it is worth your time. And as for today, we're having another one of my children join us. This time, it's my son, Jack. And for those of you that know me, you know that Jack has a very, very special place in my heart. There's just something about this boy. And I say boy because he's always going to be that to me, of course, but he's actually about to turn 23 and move far, far, far away to a land known as Texas. We have just a couple of weeks with him before he makes that move. And so today is extra special for me. So Jack, just like Walker, I know this is not exactly on your bucket list. And interestingly enough to me, y'all, Listen to this. Both of my kids were concerned about their digital footprint. Now, that is absolutely something I never have thought about once. And I certainly did not talk to my parents about that. But anyway, I know this isn't exactly what you would like to be doing right now. So I really do want to say thank you. And thank you for doing this for your mama. You're welcome. (laughs) So official, so serious. So, Jack, to start us off, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, mom. So my name's Jack. I just graduated from the University of Georgia. And I, as my mom said, am about to move to Houston, Texas to become a high school teacher. I'm really competitive. I like to play lots of sports and I really like H-E-B tortillas. Where are you in the lineup of kids? I'm the second oldest. Second oldest. So he has an older brother and then six younger siblings. Just like I said on our last podcast with Walker, people are intrigued by what it's like being part of such a big family. What would you say it's like growing up with so many siblings? I'd say it's a lot of fun to grow up with a lot of siblings. I've come to learn that I really don't like to be by myself. So in college, I lived with eight guys my sophomore year and then 14 guys my junior and senior year mainly because I don't like to come home and not have something going on. So it's really nice to have grown up with something always happening, something always to do, somewhere to go. So I really enjoyed that. Would you say it was harder than the average family, easier than the average size family? To grow up in? Yeah. Just with so many siblings, just compared to your friends. Yeah, I guess that's a good question, but hard to answer because I don't know anything different. But I guess that's a fair point. I did enjoy like growing up in a big family. I feel like it has both its pros and cons. I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you what's something you did like about it and what was something you didn't like about it. Okay, I'll start with the bad. <laughs> something I didn't like about it. 
Yeah, probably I never had a ride to baseball practice. Wait, what do you mean you never had a ride? I always had to get a ride. Oh, <laughs> you had to get a ride. Or that's not true. Sometimes we would drop you off like an hour early and pick you up a little bit late. That's true. That also happened. I remember Jack played baseball and football under a coach that we are friends with, and they have seven children. And one of the funny things he would always say is, watch when we have these pizza parties. You can tell if they have lots of kids in their family or if they're just like one or two kids in their family as they come through and grab their pizza, they'll grab one or two pieces if they, you know, might only be one of two children. But if they come from a big family, they know that if they don't grab all that they want right away at the beginning, there might not be pizza when they come back. Is that true? That is true. (laughs) I've learned that lesson. Yes. You didn't like that sometimes you didn't have a ride because there were too many of you going to various sports and events and things like that. And I'm sure you also, there were probably some practices and even some games that you probably didn't have a parent at. Most certainly. That's okay. We had lots of people on your team that were like family, Miss Christie, Ramsey's, lots of yeah. other people. So what would you say you did like about it? Lots to choose from. I kind of liked not having all the attention on myself. I don't even know if I'm an introvert or if I'm an extrovert. I don't really know, but I kind of like being around a lot of people, but not having the attention on myself. So it was nice to not have to have the attention on myself if I wanted to. Like, I feel like there was ways I could be the center of attention, but then there's also ways I could just fade into the back and not have all the attention on myself. It's interesting you say that because you, I think, are like a perfect enigma. That's the right word. I love the Enneagram. I love the temperaments. I talked about that on our podcast with Walker. But you really are a little mix of all of it. You kind of are an introvert. You're kind of an extrovert when you want to be. I remember when we took you to get tested to see what color you were on the temperament scale. And you came back as an equal 25% on all four colors, which is very unique. So Yeah, I guess you could use a big family to blend in and chameleon whenever you wanted to be one way or the other. You also had lots of people to play with, all the sports and Mm -hmm. in the backyard and that kind of thing. One of the things that we tried to do as we raised y'all was to help y'all become independent. And Dad and I focused our parenting on encouraging you to be responsible, resourceful, and respectful. Can you think of ways that we did that while y'all were young? maybe some responsibilities you had or other ways that you could see that you had to do that at a younger age? Yes, I can. I'll disclaimer, I wasn't the best at doing my chores growing up. (laughs) My siblings will give me a hard time about that. They carried a lot of the slack for me sometimes. So shout out Mary Madden mostly (laughs) and sometimes Maxton. Yeah, I feel like if I was just to describe a normal day growing up in like elementary school, Things that I feel like I was doing that my friends weren't would probably be getting yourself up with the alarm clock and dressing yourself. That one really shocked me when I figured out that some of my friends, even in high school, still had their parents pick out their outfits, which I'm like, if you're not picking out your own clothes, I don't really know what you're doing for yourself. And so that, making your lunch, school was pretty much entirely our responsibility, so you'd didn't probably know any of my grades unless I ever got, I guess, like report cards. That was the only time you ever knew. Although for the record, whenever you did get a report card and we had to sign it and turn it back to your elementary school teachers, all we ever looked at was 
that little section at the bottom that was your character. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. If you were being kind to your classmates and that was the only thing that we really focused on. But yeah. Yeah. And so like that and homework, tests, that was all just our responsibility. So did you resent that or did that help you when you went off to college? Was it hard for you? What would you say? I think obviously it helped you when you go to college. Like you know how to do a lot of things for yourself and not even necessarily the things you know how to do, but just being able to learn how to do things on your own. I guess it's like the principle of teaching someone how to fish as opposed to just giving them fish. Something, I don't know if this is a question later, but something that my mom always was harping on me to learn how to do was to advocate for myself. And I feel like that's probably the big key is if you know how to advocate for yourself, then you're not really worried about having to do things on your own because you know how to ask for help. You know how to figure out how to get it done. And so... I would say it helped you when you go to college, but I'm sure at the time I thought it was weird when I was doing all those things. And I don't think it bothered me at all, though. I just probably noticed it and thought it was just different. Definitely was different compared to some of your peers, I would say for sure. Dad and I thought we did a pretty good job of preparing you for that independence when you left for college until you came to me the summer before you left and you asked me, do you remember what I'm about to say? No. You don't. Like I said, we really worked hard to make sure that you knew how to cook. You start your laundry at eight. You had to advocate for yourself. You had to do your own schoolwork, get up on your own, go to bed on your own, manage your time and all of that. And so I thought, you know what? We've really prepared them well and they're going to do great when they head off. And I wasn't worried. And it was right after graduation that summer and you were having to write thank you notes. And he said, Mom, which side does the stamp go on on the envelope? Because I clearly missed that one, but you had never addressed an envelope before. And so here you were about to go off to college and didn't even know how to do that. And I failed you in that area. And I'm sorry. Thanks for the apology, Mom. But writing letters is very cool art and I really respect it, but it seems a little bit outdated. It's okay, but... Valuable skill. I'm glad you taught me how to do that, but... It, yes, it Maybe does. that's why, because it's not very frequently occurring in my day-to-day life. No, it is not. But you always had to write thank you notes for your birthday. And yes, and I think it's important. And whenever you went on mission trips and you raised money and you wrote thank you notes, I always heard feedback from people. I got the nicest thank you note from him. It was not a typical thank you for your donation. I really appreciate it. Love, Jack. It was very thoughtful. So I do think that's a skill, whether you appreciate it or not, that you have. We just needed to follow through with where the stamp go. When you were in college, Did you feel prepared like when you left here or did you feel like you weren't prepared enough? Did you notice with your roommates or with other people that you started hanging out with that there was any type of difference or? Yes, I felt prepared. I can't really think of anything that I encountered that I felt unprepared for. Once again, I feel like knowing how to advocate for yourself is a part of being independent as opposed to just having to call you or dad every time I need something like I can just figure out how to get it done and so while I probably wasn't prepared I didn't feel unprepared because I just knew I was gonna look it up find the right person for help I think that's part of being resourceful Mm -hmm. if you don't know the answer figure out how to get the answer yeah and speaking of not having to call us often when Jack was in college it was pretty funny his older brother went off to school and just like clockwork, Maxton would call us every Friday at noon when he finished his classes. And he was just so predictable and 
Jack, we didn't hear from very much. And actually, as, as hard as that was at the beginning, I realized it was because he really was having a great time and he didn't need us. And that's honestly what we raised you to do is to not need us. So we did miss the phone calls. But okay, so we just mentioned that Jack was at Georgia. And what he did not mention, he is also super humble, but he graduated in four years with his master's paying for all of his own college. And I really want you to know that we really, really see that as a huge accomplishment. And we are so proud of you for doing that. Do you see that as an accomplishment or is that just no big deal to you? That was one of the things that I maybe had two friends in college that had to pay for their own college. And so it's like we lived pretty different lifestyles in terms of just financial habits and having to work in college. Not a lot of my friends had to. And so I do see it as an accomplishment. There was definitely a few times where I was scraping the barrel. (laughs) So I feel like I learned how to really get by when you need to. But uh, yeah, I feel like it is a good thing. Again, I think that's a resourcefulness. He's never going to listen to this podcast. So can I bring up one of your roommates who I think also might have had to pay for his college? I thought this was so great. When you lived in the place where Raleigh parked outside, how many roommates did you have? 13 of us lived inside the house, and then Raleigh was our special guest. So this guy also had to pay for his college, and so he lived in his van in their driveway, and then he would just pay to come in and use utilities. But again, it's like where there's a will, there's a way, and you can figure out how to be resourceful and make that happen. So I believe it's a huge accomplishment. Not a lot of people at 22 years of age can have graduated with their master's and bearing that responsibility of having to pay for it. So dad and I are super proud of you. As we mentioned, you're about to move across the country and you're going to launch into adulthood. And is that any different? Do you feel any different moving and starting your own job and paying for all of your own bills and all of that? Or does it seem very familiar and similar to when you went off to college as far as your responsibility and what that's like? Yeah, I'd say it just feels like I'm going to college again. I keep telling you that it's basically like I'm just going to college. I'll still see you on all the same breaks because I'm going to be a teacher. (laughs) It's not the same. You're like 16 hours away. It does. Yeah, it just feels all the same. Having to rent a place and I guess I'll have to pay more bills, but I'll also have an income finally. So that'll be nice. But it just feels like, yeah, the same stuff. I'm not really. So you don't feel like you're not prepared or ready to go do it because it seems a lot just like the next step, like college. Yeah, just feels like college, just a new thing. Now, this is probably a loaded question, and maybe one of you might not have an answer for her, and that's fine. I know when I put Walker on the spot, sometimes she didn't like that. But is there anything that you wish we would have done differently to prepare you for adulthood, to launch you successfully out into the world? Maybe not adulthood, but I wish you would have made me try like a creative thing when I was younger, like maybe an instrument or I don't know, something that I was not so good at. Like I just played sports growing up. So I feel like there's certain things that I just never even tried to do. So I feel like it would have been good to try more things that I didn't do or I wasn't as good at. But the only things that I think about when I think about being an adult is like paying insurance. And I honestly wouldn't want to sit down and do that with that anyways. That would just be boring. I'd rather just figure it out when I have to. So that's the only thing I really think about for being an adult that I don't really know how to do yet. 
Yeah, because you haven't paid that part. That's yeah. about the only thing was paying car insurance and health yeah. insurance and that kind of thing. Uh, I apologize about the piano or the guitar or anything like that. I think I did that because my parents, sweet mama, made me practice piano and take piano lessons for 11 years. 11 years. I can play three songs. That's it. I did not have a musical bone in my body. And I had to practice 45 minutes every single day, even though the piano teacher told my mom, she really is not musical. This is not her thing. But she was determined to make me do something like that. So I said, when I have children, I am not going to force them into something that they absolutely hate, especially not for that long. So I apologize. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. What advice do you have for dad and me with the younger kids or actually any parent that's listening for that matter? Would you offer anything? Do you have any insight? It might even be, you could probably play it into, are there ways that you're really going to parent your children similarly or differently, at least that you would hope or desire, depending on who you marry? Which I hope, by the way, she's not a Texan. <laughs> yeah, only time will tell. <laughs> yeah, I guess just good advice from someone that's never parented anyone and has just observed you guys parenting people <laughs> would be, I do really appreciate that you guys taught us how to be independent and do things on our own but I feel like and I think you guys did a good job but I, I think it is a tightrope of doing that and putting a lot of responsibility on them but also not making them feel like they're being neglected because obviously when you see all your other friends parents doing all these things for them it's oh why is my parent not doing this for me and so it's just as long as you're through your words and your actions they know that you care about them then I think it's worth it but otherwise it's I don't know if the benefit of learning that skill is worth like a kid not feeling like their parent cares for them. So I guess if you're listening to this and you want to teach your kid to be independent, just make sure they know you care about them. Another thing, I'd say that I'm going to parent my kid. Like if I'm being honest, you and dad did a great job, but... <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> if you guys... No, this is good. Okay. If you There's guys, a big but. If you guys didn't show me who Jesus was, then like, I don't care how good of a job you guys did. Whenever I went to college, I would have not been trying to please you guys anymore. And I would have just done whatever I thought would have been good for myself. And that would have not turned out good for myself. And because I know Jesus, I feel like my life looks a lot different than it would. And that is a far greater thing than you teaching me how to do laundry or do things on my own. Knowing Jesus changes everything about you. So that I feel like has been the biggest thing for me more than other things like practical skills. So I make sure my kid knows that because I feel like that just accounts for a lot of the other things. That'll change who you hang out with. That'll change the way you view a lot of things that your friends are doing or wanting to, to do well in things for the wrong reasons. Like I feel like that just accounts for a lot of your priorities. I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm just going to say something about you for a minute and you can get embarrassed or whatnot. We're almost done and you're, I'll put you out of your misery. But so Jack was an incredible athlete. And ever since he was little, he was so focused and determined. And literally his first word was football. And that's all he ever wanted to do. He also loved baseball, but he quit baseball so he could primarily focus on football and he just had this desire and this dream in him since he was little to play college ball and he was on course and he was 
just literally wouldn't eat anything or drink anything that wasn't going to help meet that goal. His exercise routine, his work ethic, his discipline, all of it was driven for that dream that he felt like God placed inside of him. And then his first game of his senior year, he blew out his knee and it was bad. And that was a time when I saw you rely on Jesus like I've never seen before. And a lot of people would place their identity in what they do. And for you, I'm not saying it wasn't hard. It was hard. And we walked through some hard days and some hard times, but you were such a leader during that time. And you relied on your faith and you relied on the Lord in ways that I've not seen very many people have to do at that age. And so I do appreciate that you brought that up because I do think it's a foundation before everything else. He's nodding. You can't see that, but yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, he says yes. I agree. So, Jack, we're about to wrap up. And again, I just cannot thank you enough for joining me today. But as we wrap up, I always like to just ask one more question. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Because our whole podcast is about being intentional, living life on purpose. And so for someone that might be listening and they're still in the parenting throes or they know somebody that is or they're a grandparent, is there anything else from your perspective that you would want to add about anything that we've talked about today? Yeah. I feel like something that I really appreciated from growing up with a lot of kids and just the way you guys parented was at the time it wasn't my most favorite thing, but like growing up, I was one of the later friends to get a phone or with a car. Like I started driving my grandma's 2005 gold Toyota Camry, (laughs) which was awesome. Or with clothes or whatever it might be. I feel like you guys did a good job of not just giving us all the nicest things and the things that we wanted. I really appreciate that now because now I don't see those things as nearly as important as a lot of people that I know. They don't mean as much to me and I know that I can live without them. And it might have been hard at the time to not have the coolest shoes that everyone else was having at the time or whatever it might have been. I feel like I'm a lot better off for it now. Yeah. Or a cool car or it is hard in the area in which you grew up because there's so much affluence and everybody give their kids the nicest cars, the newest cell phones, the latest shoes, whatever it might be. And that was one of our things, too, that dad and I always believed was just because we can do provide or give doesn't mean we should. And I appreciate hearing that did help you in some way that material items are not as valuable to you. And I think part of that is just delayed gratification, too. So thank you for being with us, Jack. I really can't say that enough. He's so embarrassed, but he's obliging me right now. So there's a verse in the Bible that says, blessed is he who has a quiver full. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, children are a heritage from the Lord. And a quiver is something that holds arrows. And something that I've realized is that for an arrow to be launched, it has to be released. And as hard as your move to Texas will be for me and for the rest of your siblings and for dad, we are so blessed to have had the privilege of being your parents. And About the time that this podcast is released, you will be released to to Texas. I love you, buddy, and I cannot thank you enough for indulging me and doing this with me today. I love you, Mom. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jack and that you will join us next time on Purpose. Purpose.